All right, kids, just skip it. Skip the whole thing. Doesn't matter what you <laughs> Don't read. Hey, kids, just don't, don't read. Don't read. Don't. Just, uh, you can probably get by without it. If you're charming enough, you definitely can. <laughs> I had a friend change one of her answers on like a written test one time and she got called into her professor's office and he had made photocopies of the original tests. Oh, oh no. Shit. I remember her name. I was like, oh, call her Stephanie. And I was like, what happened? She was like, he threatened to expel me. Like it was proof that I had just straight up cheated. And I was like, oh no, so what'd you do? She's like, I cried. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Rock on, man. So don't read, Ugh. kids. Skip the exam. Fuck it. Just <laughs> If you get in trouble, just cry. Just party instead. Just party instead. It's like way more interesting. No, that's not true. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, What? No, oh, my like don't and don't take life advice from me. No, definitely <laughs> not us. Do it and don't listen to this if you're a kid. Yeah, we're. It's like, oh no, definitely not. You're well. You're gonna be fucked up after this one if you listen to it. Dear Lord, good God, yeah, yeah, agree. Well, it's it's funny that we're like, oh, we're t- t- go party, and like the story I'm about to tell is like, don't don't party. Just Ugh. maybe sit up. Like, do you like puzzles? D- yeah, do, that. do a puzzle. Do a puzzle, man. Oh, Just yeah, stay yeah, inside. Yeah. So, welcome to Disastrous. I'm Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And what's the show about, Hannah? It's the times that human beings go, oops, I, I fucked something Ruh-roh. up. A big big row happened. It gets gnarly, too, sometimes. It's not Um, always just humans. Sometimes it's unforeseen uh, acts of God. (laughs) Acts of God, man. That's, um, yeah, that's one way to put it. It's, they're they're like, we just weren't checking in on it. There was nobody in charge. So we're just going to call it an act of God. (laughs) Sometimes they actually are like natural disasters and shit, but. This week, speaking of partying, we are going to be talking about some festival disasters, which Mm -hmm. there are so many. There was a a plethora of not only like choices this week, but like Mm -hmm. really interesting choices. So much so that like I say we do this week again. I say we do this (laughs) theme again, honestly, one day. Absolutely. Um, There was so many that I was like, holy shit that really mm-hmm. and i think we all especially like over what was it like 2020 i think i watched the fire festival yeah documentaries and i watched those with my parents and they were like meh i was like are you kidding me meh like these kids were stranded and <laughs> this is wildly fascinating yeah, Influencer like, culture. And capitalist greed, motherfuckers. And this guy was going to give blowjobs for water and, like, just all this stuff. And I was like, can you believe it? And my oh, parents shit. were like, I need to watch this documentary. <laughs> so, very strange. And I'm sitting there just aghast. And my parents are, like, unimpressed. Like, well, what? apparently it's because they fucking lived through worse. Yeah. When you look at the, like, festival disasters from, like, the 1900s on. 
Like mm-hmm. shit's been gnarly for a while. And like stuff that happened when I was a kid that I have like no idea about until yeah. little old me this week is like looking it up and I'm like, holy sh- that shouldn't be allowed. Well, even uh, as recent as like like Astro World just happened mm-hmm. what this year? <gasps> yeah. Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Scott. It's just like yeah. such a I, yeah. I it's like the the lack of respect for like people once they're in a crowd is insane. Yeah. And what I uh, kind of discovered through my research was that like, if that kind of money is involved, like for, for the festival goers, like, yeah, money is definitely a factor, but like the people in charge see it as like this big, huge windfall. And they're like, absolutely. We'll cut corners. We'll charge this much. We'll do this. And, and that's it and but like there's no like uh, like safeguards at all there's no No. like uh, security safety anything like that preventing like disasters so it's yeah it's gnarly but Mm -hmm. i'm so excited to talk about it anyway (laughs) i'm like this shit's so bad let's talk about it let's yeah let's dive in um should i go first yeah, I would love that. Okay, so I'm going to talk to you. This is, like, truly the perfect storm of, like, so fascinating. Something I don't really... I had never heard of. And also, like, horribly tragic. Like, very yeah. sad um, mm-hmm. at the end. So, have you been to a festival, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to, like, uh, Bonnaroo and, sure. uh, like... Jazz Fest and Lollapalooza and stuff like that. Oh, sure. But, no, I haven't camped out at one, though. There's, like, ones that you have to camp out at. And... I know my dad goes to, like, Rhythm and Roots, which yeah, is, like, a ton of 60, 50-year-old men camping and playing their oh. guitars at night. And <laughs> That's adorable. Um, They're all wearing the same shoes. Uh, yeah, Lady Black Mombasa shows up a lot, yeah. I think. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. They all have their marils on. That's adorable. And they see each other every year. I know. And they're all stoned. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, the kids are just getting bigger. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I, but I've never been. So maybe I'll have to go to that one. Cause that doesn't seem like they're valuing money over their people. <laughs> well, exactly. And like, I'm, I know there are some good ones. I know there are some safe ones yeah. that they're not like trying to, to take advantage of, of people. But I like doing the research. I was like, this shit's fucking dangerous. Yeah. A like, lot of them. Well, what's kind of sad about this is that it started off seemingly like so beautiful and pure. So mm-hmm. I'm going to speak to you about something called love parade. Okay, I haven't heard of it. So, um, Love Parade originated actually in 1989 in West Berlin, which was right before the Berlin Wall came down. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Those times were nuts. Yeah. But, so it was really like, they, they use the word love as a shorthand for like joy and tolerance and acceptance because they wanted yeah. to create this like creative loving community kind of amidst this really divided uh, city, like war torn city, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Which is beautiful. So there's a gentleman yeah. 
named DJ Matthias Roan. Don't okay. think I'm saying it right, but oh well. And he's more commonly known as Dr. Mott, M-O-T-T-E. Again, don't know if I'm doing that right. The Love Parade was an open air festival. And like the name kind of suggests, it's kind of a parade. Um, okay. <laughs> love Parade yeah. is kind of a parade. <laughs> Put those pieces right together, girl. <laughs> yeah. Connected those dots. <laughs> the original Love Parade in 1989 was 150 people. Um, and one Volkswagen bus just playing techno electronic dance music. They're all just crowded around this like VW bus. They're like raving. Um, That's awesome. (laughs) And it, it started in Berlin and my brother, my brother has always said that Berlin is the EDM capital of the world. Um, Oh, is it? Speaking of. (laughs) <laughs> the the presumptiveness of the white man. I texted my brother. I go, hey, do you know anything about love, like about techno parades? And he's like, oh, love parade. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it for my podcast. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know a bit, not enough to be interviewed though. And I was like, I wasn't asked. I was not inviting you. To- <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm like. Oh yeah, what what you need a guest? Like no, I just <laughs> no, just thought you might have some fun info. <laughs> they always assume they're being being invited somewhere. <laughs> oh god. So, by the late 90s, the Love Parade was over a million people. <gasps> wow. Uh-huh. Walking besides probably I actually didn't see a number, but I'm assuming like hundreds of what they called the Love Mobiles. They're all VW buses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think like so. I wish. Parade. That'd be so that'd cute. Be oh, that'd be so fun. They weren't like very f- like floaty floats, right. but they were like big trucks, like playing music yeah. and people would wear like, you know, very little clothing or like neon fur, you know, like rave, yes, rave shit. I love it. But at noon. Oh, of course. <laughs> in the summertime. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, one, someone in an article said it brought the city to a sweaty standstill every summer for 14 oh, years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It did. Which I love How that. long did it last for? Was it like a day or... I think it was only one okay. day. I believe it was only one day. And it started actually as like a political demonstration mm-hmm. kind of, which there are mixed signals as to like what that's all about yeah. on one side of things. If you register yourself as a political demonstration, the city has to provide security <gasps> and has to pay for cleanup. So people were like, it's a facade to keep costs down. Well, listen, do it. <laughs> Which honestly, yeah, go, go off. off. Like, it's just... I love my 150 techno hippies with their Volkswagen Absolutely. bug. <laughs> and if they're like, we found a loophole oh where the God. government will pay for our, like, do it. But actually, like, in a more, less cynical way, it was right before the wall came mm-hmm. down and it was about peace, tolerance, and understanding through mm-hmm. music. And Dr. Mott originally used the motto, Frida, Freude, Aikuchin, which means peace, joy, pancakes. Peace, joy, pancakes. Oh, oh. It doesn't get any cuter than that, I swear. Right? But, like, but also, to your point, like of like a political demonstration like through what i was reading about all these different festivals it was like through the 60s like well into the 80s like they were right there like on the cusp of like they're like yeah it's a festival but it's a p- 
political demonstrations like right exactly. on the edge of it so yeah because it was like people were like we're standing up for something but like we also want to fucking have a good yeah, time exactly which i gotta say i fuck with I that. Fuck so hard with that that is <laughs> uh, and that's i think one of my favorite things about just uh, being like a an active part of society is like the like the stonewall riots turned into pride yeah that's amazing like we're standing up for this thing that we like feel really passionately about and we really believe in but it's also like a damn good time and i love that we can do that and like a celebration of like joy and like love and expression and peace joy pancakes um but what what that stood for was disarmament peace joy was music and fair food production and distribution oh okay so it wasn't just like so it's like peace joy pancakes is so much more than peace joy pancakes i love this guy he's the (laughs) apple juice guy yeah dr mott he's the same guy with apple juice (laughs) sir apple juice he's the best Um, lord apple juice he's the best and honestly i'm i'm gonna like spare you the heartbreak he stays the best perfect that's what i was hoping you would say yeah yeah. yeah. He doesn't turn um, into like a villain. I was like, I know I would be nervous <laughs> like if I were falling in love with someone in this I story. I know. He unmasks um, himself and he's like, my pancakes. I mean, cyanide. <laughs> like, no. I'm going to use the pancakes to smother you. <laughs> Sir Apple um, Juice? No. So Love Parade was held annually in Berlin until 2003, which was like the 14 years. And then by then, a lot of young people had left Berlin and people in the city were kind of over it. Mm. Um, They were like, we don't want to fund this anymore. So they skipped the parade for 2004 and 2005. In 2006, a guy named Rainer Schaller took over Love Parade and he wanted to use it kind of as like a vehicle to promote his gym. His, like, health club. Okay. It seems... It's like... Yeah. Like a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> it's like when Citibank got in on Pride. <laughs> oh, seriously. And they're and like, come to Citibank and buy your rainbow t-shirts. It's like, what? I, like, was talking to my therapist. I was like, I don't even want to do anything with Pride this year. It's just, like, it's so corporate. And the rights of queer people are being so infringed mm-hmm. on that it's just so... It, it's just not... Yeah. It doesn't feel good Or anymore. how about... Citibank gives like $500,000 to like Glad and then I'll think about buying a shirt that's like a rainbow shirt that says Citibank on it. It's exploitative and just gross. So Rainer Schaller took over and at this time Dr. Mott, our good Sir Apple Juice, kind of distanced himself from the festival. He was upset because it got really commercialized. Mm. Berlin is kind of over it. Rainer Schaller is like, okay, we're going to use this festival to promote my gym and to bring attention to the Ruhr region of Germany, which is like West Germany. They wanted to, they kind of did a different city every year Mm. and it was definitely more commercialized than like the Fringe Festival that it started as. And then everything came crumbling down in 2010 oh my god i was waiting for it i was like but like something really bad happened right oh my god oh no yeah <laughs> i was like so oh, are you just gonna like tie it up with like and the gym was really successful and um yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's just sad that it got it commercialized just- <laughs> and that's the disaster <laughs> i wish oh i fucking wish like i wish those were disasters that we could cover We're like yeah just kind of fizzled out 
Okay, well then that's <laughs> what's the good news? Um, <laughs> turns into a completely different podcast. We just oh talk about God. minor failures. Oh God! So the plan was to have the 2010 Love Parade in the city of Duisburg, which is again in that rural region, um, and that city has a population about 500,000 people. Okay. And they were going to use this disused freight train yard for the kind of main center of the parade. What they didn't think about was, A, how the festival goers would get in and out of the freight train yard. And B, the fact that 450,000 to 1.4 million people showed up. No fucking way. And that's the thing is, like, by the end of... Like, the 90s and the 2000s, like, the numbers were in, like, a million. So why are you having it in a city that only has 500,000 residents? Yeah, the festival goers way outnumber the residents. They don't have that kind of infrastructure to to support that many people. So the only entrance to this freight train yard was a long tunnel. Stop. They had one long tunnel. A million people walking through a tunnel. Mm Mm-hmm. Leading to an enclosed area that could only hold 250,000 people. No way. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. So what even happened? Like, they wouldn't... It... Sorry. I was like, so, I know you're going to tell me. <laughs> so early in the afternoon, people are... You know, there's no, like, tickets, nothing like that. It's free. Oh. And people are just going in. So by the early afternoon, police instructed festival goers that the entrance had been shut and they should turn back but the crowd was ginormous and like wasn't easily controlled people still wanted to go in there were yeah and they're not giving like, a fuck like if you and i like traveled to a different city say we went to like philadelphia or something like that and they were like oh the festival yeah. you're here for just turn back around go home and be like the fuck we are and it's like probably these people are like ingesting drugs they're probably drunk which is part of festival that culture, is, part of rave culture. Exactly. Like, you can't not plan for yeah. that. Like most of these people are <laughs> you fucked know? up. Like it, that's just part of the deal. Like you, you have to yes. assume that. So some people turned back and some people continued pushing forward. And eventually it turned into a deadly crush. Mm. People began to panic. People began to fall. And it was just complete chaos god festival goers report feeling just absolutely terrified because there's no way to get out there's no way out you're in an enclosed tunnel people at your back there was one report of this guy who was like really tall and he was like the only reason i wasn't trampled was because i was really tall i think i elbowed a girl in the throat but like i was just kind of in fight or flight mode well and there's nothing more terrifying than like you're in a crowd and you don't have like the autonomy over your body it's just getting like pushed forward or pushed up or pushed back or down like it's all really really scary yeah i can't imagine how terrified they must have been do you want to hear kind of a sad quote Mm -hmm. yeah so this was Kevin Krausgartner. He was 21. That's the other thing. Most of these people are like 18 to 40. Uh, yeah, like they're young. Yeah. Oh. They're kids. Most of them are kids to young yeah. adults. Some like older folks. So Kevin Krausgartner says, I've never seen anything like it. There were 25 people lying in a heap. <gasps> I screamed. People could no longer get any air. I saw dead people. 
and one person was sitting there looking extremely pale. I wanted to give him some water, but the ambulance medic told me there was no point as he was already dead. <gasps> oh my god. It's like, can you? Yeah. Oh my god. Can you even imagine traumatizing oh. for that kid for sure? For and for like thousands and thousands of others who probably saw similar things. Oh, can you even imagine like you see someone you're like, I can help that person and they're like, No, they're Yeah. They're like, oh There were like a few a few stories like that that are just so Oh Yeah. God. So continuing with some honestly this was actually probably a good move. I wanna be mad at police usually. Yeah. Um same. but this was actually <laughs> same. This was, they, it's like, it was a good move, but when you hear about it, it like feels um, dystopian oh, almost really? because the police didn't immediately inform the people enjoying the festival about what was happening. So people were just. Because they wanted to. Going on. People like, were just like fucking raving and thing. like partying because they didn't want to incite a second wave of panic. I guess I, I get that actually. I'm right? Like, yeah. Like, right? I don't know if. If you're like in, like you're in there, you're vibing, you're having a great time, like you're just partying, you know, sunshine, rainbows, all that stuff. And then somebody's like, hey, there's like 20,000 people getting crushed to death back in that tunnel over there. I'd be like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, and then like, and then I, well, get, that's, I'm like, the only we gotta exit. get the fuck out of here. And then like, <laughs> and then what? You're part yeah. of the problem. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Wow. Mm-hmm. People began to spill out onto the A59 highway, mm-hmm. which was being kept clear for the emergency vehicles. And because of so, how many like people there were, they couldn't get in. Oh, yeah, Jesus. exactly. Oh, my yeah. God. So at the end of everything, 21 people were pronounced dead, some on the scene and some succumbed to injuries later. And over 500 people were seriously oh injured. Oh, God. Yeah. What a fucking mess. I know. So it was, we kind of like touched on this, but like it was so, they were just so dumb about it. And city officials, like documents leaked about like these warnings that city officials had been given. Oh, so they were actually like warned, like we cannot have this here. Mm -hmm. We should. City officials and the organizers were warned by like, um, I think like city managers and whatever right. it might be, or we like simply don't have the space or the infrastructure or the anything to accommodate this festival. Exactly. Wow. The performers and like the parade vehicle operators reported being nervous and unsure about proceeding, even like before the event started, because like even they probably saw everything and were like, "Well, this seems smaller than where we usually are." Right. You know like what this I mean? could hold what like a hundred and fifty yeah. people, and they're like, "Try a million. Like. No, no, not that. So there was a lawsuit that was brought against 10 individuals, which were event organizers and city officials. But sadly, it was dropped in 2016. And then when it was kind of reappealed, it was also dropped in 2020. It's just hard to kind of really. It's just such like an all around tragedy that we can say, like, you should have known, you should have known. But it is hard to like prove in the court of law. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and you know, we see this all the time with with things 
exactly like this we're like oh you should have known this person was in charge how many people signed off and da 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 but like no one's ever held responsible or not ever but it's mm-hmm. rare that people are held responsible it's like even in 2020 yeah like in the 1800s that makes sense acts of god and shit like that's a mm-hmm. legal thing that they used but like today we're like well shit happens like no I mean, shit happens when, like, people yeah. aren't paying attention, I guess, or not not yeah. doing the simple math. Not doing their, like, due diligence. Yeah. And when they're, like, again, a big part of why they wanted to do the event there was it kind of brought a lot of eyes to the mm-hmm. city to be like, look, look at this giant event we can hold. Like, there was this big kind of renaissance, like, industrial renaissance in Germany after the Mm -hmm. war because so many cities got like wiped out and they wanted to be like look we're back we're we look great we're shiny and new and unfortunately i feel like that really backfired i think it really did (laughs) just a little bit kind of biffed it on that front so just to finish it out rainer schaller who was the gym businessman who was organizing love parade at the time He said, the love parade was always a peaceful event and a happy party. It will now forever be associated with this tragedy, and that's why the love parade won't happen anymore. Which I get, and I do think that's respectful. I don't fuck with this guy, though. I was going to say, I was like, who who are you to say, like, the love parade won't happen anymore? Like, you commercialized this thing that was awesome, and and then it turned into tragedy, and you're just like... Oh, look at what happened. Oh, geez. Look at my business is failing. I know. It It really, like, it feels like, like, oh, condolences and sympathies. But then, like, you know when people, like, tweet that shit. I do after, not like, fuck with that shit shooting. at all. I'm like, that is, oh, save my it. God. Save that shit. Like, we don't want to hear your condolences. We don't want to hear, like, our thoughts and prayers. Fuck you. Because, like, your thoughts and prayers, those are the people who are, like, Oh, we're going to continue to let this happen, though. It's just... Yeah, exactly. We're going to buy more guns, actually. But here are my thoughts and prayers. In a bit of... In my opinion, a happier note. And I understand, like, I'm not the family of a victim of this tragedy. I can't Mm -hmm. decide, like, how I would want the organization to Mm -hmm. react. But on July 9th, 2022, Dr. Applejuice, (gasps) Dr. Mott, the original creator of Love Parade, was a part of... A thing called Rave the Planet, which was a similar techno parade. And I think they used the Love Parade name again. They walked the same route that the original festival took in Berlin. And they were raving with a refocus on political impact. They featured speeches about income inequality, climate change, and queer life. And they demanded that techno and club culture be protected as Berlin heritage and cultural goods. I love that. That makes me so happy. I know. Oh. Isn't that like a nice way for the story yeah, to that's end? that's such a great way to like wrap up a horrible tragic disaster. Is Dr. Applejuice still alive? Yeah, I think he's kicking it. I really am worried I'm gonna like Google his name and it's gonna be like allegations. <laughs> oh, I mean, it seems like he's very politically active even when he wasn't part of Love Parade. He's, like, against a whole ton of different shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. He loves using techno parades. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. Yeah. It seems like he's, like, very, like, I'm going to um, 
indulge in techno culture, which is such a big part of like Berlin mm-hmm. life, but also use my my uh, my sick beats to inspire change. <laughs> as a motherfucking platform, yeah. He's like he's like, Yeah, give me that pink boa, give me the mic, I'm gonna tell you what's up. Like, oh, I love that though. Oh he's not the hero we expected. No, he's really not. <laughs> oh, bless your heart, Dr. Applejuice. Oh, I know. That's so great. And that's not how we end most of our stories. It's like, that's so great. It's so nice to end on a little, like, <laughs> Yeah. Up. Well, listen, I got something for you. Bring me right back down, why yep. don't you? This is, you know, it's our podcast. It's a roller coaster, and uh, everyone needs to buckle the fuck in because this shit is gnarly. I'm going to be covering uh, Woodstock 99. So if you saw anything about that. Is that Woodstock 2 or 3? 3, I believe. There was one in 94, unless I'm mistaken. Uh, I did a a lot of research on this one. Uh, I watched a documentary called Music Box. uh, Woodstock 99, Peace, Love, and Rage. It's on HBO if anybody wants to watch it. And I was talking to my friend John about it today. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be covering Woodstock 99. He was like, oh, my brother was at that. It was a great time. And I was like, I, I'm i glad he had fun. It was... <laughs> You're like, do you know what my podcast is? Like, no, it was a shit show disaster. Like, it was apocalyptic at the end. And he was like, yeah, that's just a festival, though. And I was like, no, listen... Uh, he's trying doesn't, have, doesn't to have to be he's like trying to make the opposite point of me and i'm like no my point is that it was a disaster and he's like that's just a good time <laughs> he's like well except for some stuff yeah and i'm gonna talk about the some stuff woodstock 99 this is the era of like mtv uh trl total request live like girls gone wild uh and on the tales of the Bill Clinton scandal. Ooh, okay. That's the kind of era that we're in. And it was... That's the zeitgeist. There are no cell phones-ish. Or if there were, there were few and far between. Like, not everybody had a phone in their pocket. So that'll come into play later. Um, it lasted July 23rd through the 25th of 1999 in Rome, New York. So the lineup is like Kid Rock, Wyclef Jean. Dave Matthews, Corn, Limp Biscuit, Metallica, Jewel. Like there were three female acts for the whole okay, time. Fun. <laughs> for three days. Sounds about right. Sounds like the nineties. <laughs> sounds like the nineties, exactly. And I was like, yeah, of course. It was like Jewel, Alanis Morissette, and I can't remember the other one, but I thought it was funny. They only had one female act per day. And then they're like, that's it. Oh my God. <laughs> but it was a very like at this time too, well. And especially for this festival, it was very much a, like, show us your tits kind of thing, which kind of set the tone for the entire festival, which is, like, wildly upset. Like, as a feminist, I'm like, that is, okay. And I'm like, don't rage out. Don't rage out. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Just keep reading. So uh, an EMT, his name is Dave Koenig, said, quote, Whenever somebody asks about Woodstock 99, I say it's the biggest disaster I ever went to. Uh. This comes from a man who worked Katrina, <gasps> Hurricane Rita, and Hurricane Sandy. Whoa. He's like, it's the biggest disaster. 
I've ever seen. I was like, holy shit. And he's seen some gnarly He's stuff. seen some shit. So the general disastery of it all, it stems from like heat, dehydration, lack of security, okay. drugs, assault, capitalist greed. That yeah. kind of sums up the whole thing, but we're going to dig into all those. So a bunch of trigger warnings. If you uh, are triggered by dehydration, just uh, skip on through. <laughs> it, the assault stuff is, uh, it will be covered. It is, however, only part of the messy pile of shit fire. It's like everything that I feel like could go wrong at a festival. And it does. And it just, yeah. it, it kicks off bad and it gets worse. Like the uh, festival promoters, it was like these two guys, they're interviewed beforehand, but they have, like people have questions. They're like, okay, so we have 10,000 security, but we're expecting like 350,000 attendees. Like, and they're like, yeah, it'll be fine. You know, just like <sighs> all of this, like deflection, deflection, deflection. And they're like, it's a little hot out. That's our only concern. That shouldn't be your only concern, yeah, but geez. we're going to dig into it. This festival took place on a, um, an airbase, so it was all asphalt and, like, hangars, like uh, airbase airplane hangars. And so there's concrete, asphalt, very little grass, which in most festivals is, like, a thing. Yeah. It absorbs a lot of the heat. Okay, interesting. It's about 100 to 110 degrees, mm. and no like very little shade and very little like water grass any kind of greenery so it's a 1.5 miles in between the two main stages so people are having to trek like a mile and a half which is like eh. as new yorkers we're like yeah, it's a mile and a half so whatever but like but still in, it's like you're dehydrated yeah. like you've probably wow. been dancing and there's like a rave hanger. So they put in uh, like another kind of like a tent, whatever. So if you didn't want to go to sleep, you didn't have to. Oh, wow. You could go to the rave tent and just party dance discotheque all night. So it was like you could party 24-7 if you wanted to. But bottles of water were $4. And this is in 1999. That's expensive for now. The that's what I said. And this, like, this festival is full of, like, college kids and, like, minimum wage workers. Yeah. And they're, like, we, like, we've got our tent, we've got our shit, but they weren't allowed to bring water or food in. But if you slipped the security, like a 20, you could bring your drugs in. Jesus fucking Christ. They're, like, you can't bring any water or food, but drugs, go right Let's ahead. dehydrate you further. Exactly. They're like, I got a pound of Molly. Is that okay? And they're like, for 20 bucks it is. Like, oh, girl. God, so, fucked. So for like $4 of, for a bottle of water, beer is the same price. <laughs> so if you did get in line to get a bottle of water and they're like, you could have a beer for just as much. People are like, I'll take a beer. Yeah. Like, this is like, I'm miserable, <laughs> which I totally get. So <laughs> lines for water, because they had like water fountains, like water stations, but the okay. lines were longer than a ride at Disneyland. So you'd have to wait for hours. And by the end of the first day, people were breaking open pipes, water pipes, just to get water. Like the first day. And they didn't think, all right, guys, time for our night one recap. 
What mm-hmm. went well? What went bad? What should we do? Bring in water tankards, maybe? Mm-mm. Let her ride. So they're selling beer and water for $4. People are bathing in the vats that are meant for drinking water. <gasps> Shit. Because they're like high or because they're hot? Well, they're just because they're hot, because they're high, because like they waited two hours to get to the water and they're like, I'm just going to dunk in here. Can you even imagine like you wait in line to get drinking water and you're like, it's bath water. Like, oh my god like bath water of like the sweatiest people you know exist currently oh it's probably like, all people named like gerald who like <laughs> have hair down to their fucking tits exactly. and like haven't like oh yeah clean and aren't aren't taking care of their hair probably haven't bathed in weeks and they just waited to get to this fucking festival to <laughs> do it in the drinking water jesus but like i can't imagine like if you were just like so dehydrated and you just like waited for so long to get drinking water and they're like, we have a cup of bath water, you can take it or leave it. I'd be like, uh, and like, what do you do? What do you do? Like, what do you even gonna do? you're going to take it. God, I'd be so pissed. Like, sorry, I didn't actually order some gonorrhea on the side of my water. No. And it's like, it's like, well, you, you can drink this. You might get hepatitis. You might not. It's a roll of the dice. I would literally go to law school, become a lawyer, and then turn around and try to sue this place like 10 years. Just for that. (laughs) And then immediately after, you're like, okay, I'd like to move to a farm now. So people were super dehydrated. The water situation was a huge deal. and But then people were getting treated for hypothermia. Oh, fuck. Because... Because the temperature was so hot, so like their body temperature would rise so quickly that they would like they would feel cold. Oh, so yeah, and people were like dropping, passing out, like, and people were getting treated for hypothermia, oh like God. all over the place. Which I'm like, I didn't even know that could happen. I didn't know you could get yeah, so hot right? that you got hypothermia. But like I said, there was so little security that like most of them were just like all right, we give up. There's nothing we can really do. They would turn their security shirts like inside out. So no one would just, come up to talk to them. And they would just join the, the, the crowd. They would just go party. And there was like garbage and human waste overflow. The porta potties overflowed almost immediately. The garbage cans, you see it, they're just spilling over with like pizza boxes. And it there are just giant piles of trash. And like almost like a bonfire style pile for full of trash and these kids are like oh it's muddy let's roll around in the mud to cool off fuck i mean if i were them totally and i'm like yeah i get it like i i get the the want the instinct to like roll around in the mud try to keep cool most of it was human feces oh my fucking god because the water that was like spilling out from like the pipes that had been burst, the water fountains, the porta potties, it's all kind of in this same area. Like the showers are over there too. So oh it's all my in the same fucking area. god. It's mostly human shit. And one of the guys like who was interviewed on this documentary, he's like, everyone smelt really bad. I don't think they knew that most of what they were yeah rolling in and there's pictures of these kids just like covered in mud their faces like their whole bodies everything i was like oh god and i don't like communal showers oh my god 
and the communal showers are I was surprised when you even said showers oh <laughs> well don't get excited it's they're just like hoses hanging over tarps and by the end of the first day into the second day you are standing like thigh high in standing water so it's what not a shower what the fuck what the fuck is going on here I was oh like oh my god <laughs> Hannah, like, watching this and reading about this, I'm like, I'm tired. I want to go home. As I'm, like, laying in bed. As you are home. I am home. I'm like, I'm tired. I want to go home. I don't like this. So there was no hotels in the city. They uh, all booked up. But it was, like, a camping kind of festival anyway. But they, like, but if you did want to get out of there and get a hotel, you couldn't. Uh, They had to turn away, like, Alanis Morissette tried to get a hotel room. She couldn't Shut get one. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, nothing in it, the whole city. And isn't that ironic? And it really was. But, you know, it does get worse. So. Oh, thank you. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so all of this is just a precursor to the real debacle. If I went there, I'd be like, this is a shit show nightmare. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah. Which, through the documentary, you do hear through from a couple people that are like yeah I was like this is not good it's it's starting bad it's not gonna end any better I'm out of here and people just bounced good um Moby left (laughs) (laughs) Moby was performing at the rave hangar and they're like you know you go party dance rave it out with Moby all night long and he's like I was supposed to stay we were supposed to stay the whole weekend I was like no Shit. Get me the fuck out of here. That's so Moby so bounced. Funny. And this is all just gearing up to like the big main events for like the music. So sure. Limp Biscuit goes on as it's 1999. Everyone's like, hell yeah, Fred Durst, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Let's do this. And even like in hearing some Limp Biscuit from the documentary, I was like, Hell yeah. Like, this shit. <laughs> like, okay, rocks. I get it. I'll, I'd get roll it. around in shit for this. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yo, I would be in there just like jumping, you know? Like, and you see the crowd, and it's a sea of people. It's got to be hundreds of thousands wow. of people. It's on a delay, too, through like the, the sound system. So you can see the waves of people reacting to no the music. Way. Yeah. And it's like, it's actually pretty cool. That's like, it's kind of sick. You, yeah. You see when it hits certain parts of the crowd because it's, it looks like a mile long of people just crowded together. Well, people start getting kind of, kind of cray cray. Yeah. At this point. It's It's Limp Biscuit. It's been two days of no water, very little sleep. Mm. People are passing out on wood chips and on pizza boxes because they know that the pizza boxes haven't been urinated on because they're white. Like, it's a very weird scenario, but they're all amped up. They're watching Limp Biscuit, and he starts performing the song Break Stuff. And which is like, I might break your fucking face tonight. I wonder what people started doing. Like, I think it's, it's like, give me something to break. And people start tearing the plywood off of the towers. And you see like people hanging on to like the metal uh, 
scaffolding kind of stuff and like kicking the plywood so hard that it finally breaks off and then they're using it as like surfboards to surf over the crowd so people are standing on top of the plywood and the plywood's being passed through the crowd and Fred Durst is like dude look at that that's awesome I was about to say, at this point, did they, like, alter the lyrics to be like, don't break stuff? <laughs> it's like, call your mom. <laughs> please, please leave. <laughs> no one, no human being should be here. Right? Just, like, they just oh start throwing out Xanax into the crowd. Like, go to sleep. <laughs> go to sleep. Night-night, everybody. Just, but, um, but no. So security goes up to Fred Durst while he's on stage and they, they're like, you need to calm the crowd down. Yeah. Like it's, it's getting gnarly out there. And he's like, ah, I don't think I will. It's, it's the same shit with like Travis Scott. Like they're like, it's a sign of how cool my concert is that people are going crazy. And he, I believe it was him that commented. He's like, you know, not everybody was a Limp Biscuit fan, so I had to go really hard. And so there's, a, like, a lot of controversy. Controver- I can't say that word. It's controversy. But mm-hmm. I always say controversy. And that's um, because you're a feminist. You said so. even she can be controversial. <laughs> you're damn right. But it's very controversial. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'd agree. <laughs> Blaming Fred Durst for the reaction of the crowd sure. so people some people are like he could have done something he should have done something sure and and then some people are in the other camp of like he was just doing his thing and i'm like well spider-man with great power comes great responsibility like the blame isn't solely on him you know no. like the festival organizers had created a hellscape of a scenario but mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I, I guess it's so easy to be, you know, what, 24 years later and be like, this is what they should have done. I guess when I think about it, too, if something bad and big was happening and they're like, you can put an end to this. I'd be like, mm, I oh. will put an end to this. That's, I mean, yes, again, it's easy to say 24 later. 24 years later um what should have been done but yeah alas here we are well it continues to kind of devolve from there so it's important to note that there were a couple of non-profits at the festival and they were handing out candles to do a vigil oh very similar to like in um in the 60s they did like a candlelight candlelight vigil um, I'm not sure what the original one was for, but this one was to was for like gun violence. <laughs> In honor of gun violence, we're going to show you how violent you can be without a gun. <laughs> exactly. Nobody here has guns, but shit's about to get really violent. <sighs> so Fucking hell. they were just handing out these candles being like, hey, we're going to do a, a vigil. If you hate gun violence, then take this candle. We're going to light it at like Sunday evening. Did they give out the candles like day one? Early. Day one. <laughs> before they, Early. Before oh, yeah. they saw what just happened. Going into the into the fest grounds sure. and this was pre poop mud. It was pre water water bath. Dehydration. Um, security 
all this stuff. It was pre all of that. I guess I, and I should note in here too that uh, sexual assault was rampant during this festival, which is fucking, of course, really awful. Um, And there were a lot of uh, unreported assaults. Uh, 44 arrests were made. Eight sexual assaults were reported and hundreds more were possible over the weekend. Jesus Um, Christ. Kid Rock came out and like, and it was, you know, there's this whole tone of misogyny across the festival. Um, Like the show us your tits was like the slogan of this festival, which is a horrible. uh, And again, I will show my tits whenever I damn well, please to whomever I damn well, please. (laughs) Well, and there was this woman with like, show us your dick written on her chest. And I was like, incredible. Yeah. Okay. And, and they're interviewing some people and, some guys are like, yeah, man, like, whatever. There's no rules. Like, no, normal society, like, doesn't exist in here. And then some guys are like, they're animals out here. Like, women don't need to show you their tits. They never need to do, like, da-da-da-da-da. And, of course, there's, like, topless girls everywhere. So it's, like, it's a bunch of a bunch of stimulus. I don't even know if that's, I'm like, I guess there's, I was like, there's boobs. There are boobs, but then everybody wants to see more boobs. And it's just, <laughs> everybody relax. So... So Kid Rock comes out on stage and he says, Monica Lewinsky is a hoe and Bill Clinton is a pimp. Fuck everything about the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky scandal. I'm like, that poor fucking woman. I know. I know. Exactly. And to get on stage and say that to hundreds of thousands of people, I'm just like, oh, I've got to fucking tweet for you motherfucker so the last night uh i believe if i'm reading this correctly it would have been metallica performing Mm -hmm. and this is when shit gets fucking wild people are lighting their candles on fire and starting massive bonfires oh my god so while they're performing you can see like these big giant blazing things in the background and i think they even stopped and were like is that fire (laughs) they're like hey guys what are we doing out there real quick follow-up questions who was that and why (laughs) and and then you start to see them like pop up all around massive fires and they're like it's it was truly like an apocalyptic Scenario: People are just throwing shit into the fires. People are climbing up on the huge uh, speaker towers. And they toppled over this massive, like, metal tower into a fire. And Oh, my God. They're breaking open supply trucks with water and food and supplies and throwing it into the fire. (gasps) Uh Crazy. This one girl said... These kids are breaking open ATMs with their bare hands. <gasps> and they set a Mercedes-Benz on fire. So, the state troopers get called in. Finally. Jesus. Was this like nighttime now at this point? This is nighttime. This is the end of the third it's a day. It's spooky. Yeah. So, state troopers finally get called in. And they're like, party's over. You're done. You're done. 
you're done. Um, your mom said that you could drink in our basement as long as you were <laughs> supervised. And turns out you weren't supervised, so you got to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, the aftermath of them asking, like, the, the festival organizers, like, so what happened? And they're like, I don't know, people get rowdy. Just, nah. That was their answer. There was a quote in my story as well that I kind of breezed over, which was the mayor of the city being like, I think the blame actually lies on the individuals and their actions. <gasps> no. It's like, actually, no. Mm-hmm. You have to like... Not at all. You have to assume the worst in people when it comes to this shit, I feel like. Of course. Also, give them water. Give... If you treat them like animals, guess mm-hmm. what? They're going to fucking act like animals. Exactly. And and you did. You treated them like animals. You didn't give them, like, any kind of, like, basic necessities. And they paid to get in. They paid for, you know, everything. You didn't let them bring in water, which is absolutely crazy. But, you know, it did evolve into, like, Coachella and Burning Sure. Man. I think it was important for this not to happen again. I would love to go to Burning Man. Oh my god, that sounds awesome. How much water do you have to bring to Burning Man, though? It's I don't like know. My, You know what? We could interview my brother about it. <laughs> <laughs> send out the invite. Just send he, out the invite. Just... <laughs> he and his girlfriend go to Burning Man every year. Um, and I love the idea of it's like, you set up a camp and you all have to rely on each other and like you don't really pay money for things instead you exchange goods and services you know like i do like that i don't have any goods though <laughs> i know right i'm like i guess i could crochet some shit and bring it exactly it's like <laughs> what do i even have like i've got you know, my... it's like well it's like my brother djs so like he'll dj parties and then like his camp like a lot of the time water. people will be like oh cool i'll like bring some fucking food to your party oh okay right i kind of like that and there are like kid-centric events oh like family events at burning man that's adorable right and they're like do you want to paint it's like it's like tutu parties and shit oh my god i'm obsessed to be quite honest that actually sounds amazing i know i'd Um, love to go to burning man yeah let's go to burning man Let's do it. What's the worst that could happen? We'd be bad at Burning Man, I think. I know. It's like, it turns into, like, the first Burning Man disaster because we're there. (laughs) Um, Wait, were there there deaths involved? There were deaths. Um, Some of them were from hypothermia. Um, Sure. I'm sure overdoses, maybe. Yeah, not as many as, like, a shit show like this would suggest. Yeah. Um, It was a lot of assault uh but not as you know not so many deaths um but one in particular dave derosia 24 years old his friends woke up on sunday and they just couldn't find him and they were like fuck where's dave like we don't know where he is he maybe went to the rave tent like he was just like this really um awesome like personable guy they're like oh he's probably like off in the rave tent whatever and but nobody had a cell phone so they couldn't call him so then like a couple hours Mm. passed they're like well we're leaving today like we can't leave without dave and they search and search and there's like a people finder tent so if you lose your person you go to this tent it's actually pretty precious but that that they found him uh 
he had died of hypothermia and as he was being treated they thought he ha- he was overdosing so they administered paddles oh, and shit. killed him yeah so Fuck. that is the dumpster fire of uh woodstock 99 yeah Just literally a full nightmare I'm like, if I ever have kids, you're not going to a f- fucking festival over my dead body. You can go to Burning Man with me and yeah, right? do some kid-friendly. And we'll hang out. Sound good. <laughs> oh, my God. That whole story was so... It's just like one thing after the other and just like so many organizational yeah, flaws. Just all of it. And like, and the, at the root of it, just like capitalist greed, too, because... Um, and you have like these you know, journalists and commentators being like, you know, it got so bad because you were exploiting people and exploiting young people with little money. And the ones who are, you know, more astute were like, let's get out of here. But the ones who stayed, stayed. And like, it was, it got really bad. So, yeah. But a bunch of arrests were made. Forty-four arrests were made. So, jeez. But wow, wow. Uh, do you want to uh, cleanse our palate? Do you have good news? I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'm so sweaty from telling that story. <laughs> it's like underneath my boobs. It's just like oh, so. Oh god, that one really <laughs> wet. That's the worst. Oh god, I the know. under boobs. And then sweat. I like pick up my boobs and try to dry it with my shirt. Of course. It doesn't help. Of course. Life's hard. Life is hard, man. (laughs) (laughs) At least I'm not rolling around in literal shit. Literal Um, shit. I can't hold. I do actually have some good news on the top of my head, which is great. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's so small. I invented a fun new drink at work. (gasps) That's so delicious. It's like a Nutella frozen latte and it's been my go-to and that's my good news <laughs> a nutella frozen latte it's basically just like hot chocolate and hazelnut syrup. girl i'm in i'm so in yeah. yeah oh my god that sounds amazing i know i'm actually like very excited to have one tomorrow i was gonna say. supply chain is like kind of shorting us on hot chocolate but i might still make myself supply one. chain be damned so uh, <laughs> like, can i get one of those nutella oh actually no we didn't get our shipment today too bad actually just for hannah amanda what's your good news well i read a story about um british people they invented jet packs to help uh emts get to Places where helicopters and ambulances can't reach. Oh, no way. Which I thought was really cute. I was like, y'all got jetpacks over there? Oh, no way. What are we doing wrong? Someone yeah. just comes flying in to save like, someone's life? That's sick. Isn't that awesome? I was like, we've got fucking horses still. I walked past a horse cop <laughs> like yesterday. Oh my I was God. like, we still have these? What are you gonna your your horse just shit all over the sidewalk? Like <laughs> aim him on the other Just parallel park this thing so he shits on the street and not oh on the sidewalk. There's people here. So yeah, maybe we'll get there someday. I love that. Well, this has been disastrous, and if you wanna send us any uh personal disasters, disasters you know about, 
Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you spilled something on your sister's new baby. Um, <laughs> please feel free to email us at disastrouspod at gmail.com. Or, or if you have good news that we can use <gasps> yeah. at the end of our podcast. Because you know I <laughs> never have something. I know, right? It's just doom and gloom over there. No. Um, oh, God. <laughs> no, but yes, if you have good news too, we'd love to hear it and we'll use it as our little palate cleanser. Um, but thank you for listening and we will catch you on the flippy floppy. Bye. Bye.